This is the Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. I'm your host, Paul Parisi. And I'm Jacob Young. On the Edge of Innovation, we talk about the intersection between technology and business, what's going on in technology, and what's possible for business. Well, today I'd like to welcome Paul Rush from Substantial. Okay, so you were at this and you closed down after a few years. What was, what was next? Okay. Well, let me ask a question. You were all together. Why were you elected to say, "Hey, let's 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 think about doing a consulting gig"? Well, I mean, why did you fill that vacuum, or was there a vacuum, or was there other people who said, "Hey, let's go do this," and you said, "No, I want to go this direction," and people followed you? Or because right there, that is a demonstration of entrepreneurial insight, where you're saying, "Let's do this." Well, yeah, I guess I, mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly, but was there anybody else who was saying, hey, we should do something? Or was it pretty much, so for me, that was probably very obvious to you that that was a potential next step, like blatantly obvious. But I'll bet for the majority of the people that went with you, it wasn't obvious. And when you mentioned it, it's like, hey, that's a cool idea. And it's like, Duh. When you're an entrepreneur, you seem to one seems to be so close to the ideas that it's like, well, this is obvious. Of course you'd do that. And I'm wondering how you you have some ability to look back on it. What can you offer for insight? Did that happen? Not even thought of or, you know, just what happened? You know, a little bit deeper there. Liked each other. Let's go do something together. Or was it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Ajá. Right. So do you think, as we sort of talk about entrepreneurship and innovation here, see, for you, that's not a scary discussion to have, to say, well, hey, let's do this. Or as some people may not even perceive it, let alone have the wherewithal to survive the scariness of it. You know, they may be terrified of saying, I'm going to go start a business or I'm going to let's let's do consulting. And they just have no. Now, me and, and you would come out and say, I have no idea how to do that. But well, we'll figure it out. Some people are wired. Maybe the majority of people is, I have no idea how to do that. I'm going to run away. So you were at substantial, you found it substantial, and now you, you're, you're, I guess, back at substantial. What happened in between there? Okay. Thank you. 
I see. What now was were those changes ultimately in retrospect obvious? Or were they unanticipated? In other words, they did the things that the changes you need to make were they surprising to you or were they like no, they were pretty obvious. This is what needed to happen. It was just a matter of the specifics of how they do how we do that. Mm-hmm. Because you're a nice person. Right. So you must not have had any venture capital in this business. Yeah, that would be the, the equalizer. We don't care about people. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because it's hard. Well, but not even the tough decisions. It's so this is an interesting question. It's difficult dealing with people, <laughs> you know, because it's great when they do everything the way they should or the way you want them to, assuming that that's the right way. But there's a lot of inertia to overcome, a lot of energy to put into people to say, no, let's do it this way or let's do it this way. And that's that's hard, hard work. You're a very hopeful man. <laughs> do you need a website that actually works and is easy to update? Save Your Labs is a Boston web services firm that cares for your business and your team. We solve problems so you can focus on what you do best. Just follow the link in the show notes and enter code WEB1 for more information. You said you were aficionado of sorts of science fiction. Which universe are you the, the most? Is it the Star Trek universe, the Star Wars universe? I mean, I'm, I'm here in the Star Trek universe because it's the utopian view of, of people finally working together and not needing money. Okay. It's a lot of work to graduate to that level. We have a lot of things to do. 
both scientifically and you know with energy is one of the biggest problems is how do we provide energy uh, Mm-hmm. Right. But we have a, a huge debt to overcome of knowing how to react to circumstances that we're not used to. Because all of a sudden, how do you, how, not you, how does the non-entrepreneurial, non-innovative person react in a world where they can do that? And that's a challenge because there are a set of people that just tell me what to do. You know, just, I'm not interested in that. And that's going to be a difficult paradigm shift for people to go through. More, more, yeah, more agency, I would say, you know, really, in choosing what to do. We would like to think that everybody would be altruistic and take the, in the better road, potentially the road less traveled. But we just have so much over, overcoming the inertia to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We, you, you mentioned the word optimism. Do you think that predisposition towards optimism is a necessity for entrepreneurs? Or is it... Uh-huh. Well, I would challenge you on the word cynic. I don't think you're probably a cynic. You're probably a skeptic. And the difference between a skeptic and a cynic is a skeptic, when shown what is possible, will be your best advocate. In other words, you can flip a skeptic to a champion, but a cynic you cannot influence. Yes. Right. Well, I, yeah, because I think that I, I, I agree. It is a sort of inflaming idea here to say, okay, what is that? You know, it's a, a challenge that jarring. But I think that most, I'm a skeptic of most things. But once I learn about it and test it all, and I agree, you're not going to change my mind. Um, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the word of the day, whatever it is.
I do. I, I do. I don't think it would be very fun without optimism. Or you've got to be greedy. You know, Gordon Gecko, greed is good, that kind of thing. In greed, greed has a bad connotation in society. But, you know, go back and watch that clip. It's a fascinating clip. I just used it in my class. But I think there is a dichotomy between the entrepreneur like you and like I have been, where we, we create our own worlds and not you know, grandiose terms, but we do. We've made the decisions, we've done the things. And then when you start to get into venture capital and, you know, private equity and that, that whole world where they are concerned only with the money, it's a very different world. And I don't think that necessarily is a world of optimism. It's, I think it's a world of exploitation. You know, the almighty dollar is the bottom line. And it's a very tantalizing equalizer of interpretation is the dollar. And I'm not a big fan of that. And uh, I've been involved with venture capitalists and I will never do it again. But that's that's how they're wired. And, and they should be because they want to make the money for their stockholders. But I don't see us as a planet getting very far with that methodology. You look at the people like uh, J. Paul Getty and things like that and, you know, you know, the, the whole world of the early 1900s and where did it get people? I don't see a lot of value coming out of that except wealth. So to make a very long comment, yes, I think optimism is a requirement. And, and mostly because I don't think it would be very fun without it, you know. Right. Yeah, and I think the biggest problem for Apple is that Steve Jobs was a once in a trillion people, you know, once in a billion people. I mean, there's just not that kind of thought that mixes those things up. There was a, I, I'm going to get a link to it. There was a PBS special in the late 90s, which uh, Steve Jobs was in, and this is after he'd been ousted from Apple, and it was one of the most insightful interviews, um, and I think I have it at home somewhere on a video cassette, and that's how old it is. But it was very insightful about, you know, be careful who you give your company to and what you do this way. But you always got the sense that from what Steve Jobs was doing, it wasn't about the money. It wasn't how can I make more money at this. It was like this would be really cool to have. I want this. Now, he had good taste, so if he said, gee, I want triple stuff Oreos or quadruple stuff Oreos, okay, you know, whatever. He happened to have a vision for the way technology synergized together to say, this is game-changing. And that doesn't exist in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Okay, so we've been talking with Paul Rush today of Substantial, and he's been joining us from Seattle, and we've had a great conversation about a little bit meandering, I think, but it's a fun conversation about both entrepreneurship and innovation and businesses he's been in. Be interested in feedback from our listeners, you know, other areas you might like us to explore, you know, whether it be uh, science fiction or people problems or things like that. I'm going to ask you a, a couple of questions in closing, but w what do you think when you get up every day? Is it, oh man, I got to get this work done with this client? Or is it, boy, I, I get to work with this gr great group of people? Or what's not heavy on your heart, but what fills your vision? All right, recommend a book. What's your favorite book right now? Doesn't matter. Something that you say, you know, if you met, met somebody in the entrepreneurial world, you know, not just, you know, an acquaintance on the street, but you got to read this book. Okay. Very cool. Well, okay. Any any parting thoughts that you'd like to cover before we uh, close out? Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming on, and I'm sure we're going to invite you back. The Edge of Innovation is brought to you in partnership with Savior Labs. Savior Labs exists to help businesses mature and strategize for the future. Learn more about Savior Labs at SaviorLabs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. For the show notes and more information about Paul, please visit paulparisi.com. The Edge of Innovation is produced by Jacob Young in conjunction with copious amounts of coffee. Music on today's episode was from bensound.com. Paul can be found on Twitter at pdparisi and on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash PD Parisi. This episode, like all our episodes, is transcribed and available at paulparisi.com. 
Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.